Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Heroes of the Horn is brought to you by a hero of the horn, Lady Juliana. Welcome to Heroes of the Horn, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am Sir Matt. And I am Sir Ezra. Welcome to our Wheel of Time book club. The horn has sounded and we have answered the call. Today we are covering the Eye of the World chapters 10 through 17. Yeah, our journey continues. Um, welcome. You know, we. I think we've had, a, I, I was actually pleasantly, very pleasantly surprised to see um just the the reaction to our first episode uh, i think we have a, a a lot more people are, are joining us than i thought initially uh, yeah. would be there kind of for that first episode so that was kind of a little overwhelming actually i was like wow um so i know it's, it's crazy yeah. man people a, hey a, people are answering the call okay yes gosh dang it we, we sounded the horn and the heroes are coming all right mm-hmm yeah, I gotta say, man. Um, you know, as my as my first read of this um, of this huge book series, man, I'm 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 locked in. Really, yeah. I mean, man, you know, everyone has told me for years, oh, Wheel of Time, Wheel of Time is so good, it's so good, it's so good, and uh, I'm right there with you. I'm yep. just like, boom, I'm ready, I'm ready to go. Um, you know, so yeah. yeah let, let me. I, I want to put a little carrot out there because, like, obviously, yeah, we're we're doing this. Um, in segments and we're still in you know the eye of the world i i I told folks i'm kind of reading ahead uh but dude at one point i was reading the other day just in the next book and it is i cannot just i I literally the the reason we're doing this is because i cannot wait for you to get to some of these parts so we can like experience it and talk about it together Mm -hmm. like even this segment right here today the chapters that we're covering like discovering like channeling and and how it how it all works and and who the villains and you know are and what the, what they're up against it's just like epic it's so nice to have somebody just to talk to about and just to go crazy uh about about the series because it's it's fantastic and actually everyone who you know has been new to this and they've they've um maybe jumped in for their first read they will tell you once you get through this first part of eye of the world it flies. The series just flies. You just take off and you're just, you're as you say, uh, locked in and, and like ready to go. So 
uh, it's exciting, and I'm I'm so happy we're doing it. It's literally my favorite thing right now because it just I I love the series that much, and it, it's it's like when we started Game of Thrones, and I'm driving around in my car or I get out of the car and stuff, and like I see something in the real world that makes me think of this series, and I'm just like, I don't know, dude. I'm just I'm freaking stoked. So you know, here we go. A hero's welcome. How are you, my friend? Hey, I'm great, man. You know, I'm just I'm just looking over some text messages I have. Um, I have t- uh, two of my brothers are have been messaging me about about this because they're both very very big um, Wheel of Time fans, and so I was just trying to see what all they were they like they had been saying to me. Just like yeah. my brother Jeremy is like, oh, you know, I like I like the podcast, and he wants to. I it seems like spoil everything for me, so I'm kind of <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm no. kind of like okay. Um, and he has uh, he he's he's actually coming out to visit me here uh, in in about a, in about a week or two, and so uh, he's got the he's got the black book. So I'm sure we're going to be talking um, certainly some about that. I did uh, get my hands on the white book, um, and mm-hmm. Ez and I are going to be talking a little bit about that. It's kind of um, like a companion. So there's the black book, which is kind of like a, a companion guide. The world book is like the world of Robert Jordan. So um, the black, I think you said as is, is more of like an encyclopedia. Yes. Whereas the yep. white is more of um, just helping describe some of the world and, you know, things like Aja and Warders and what are yeah. these things without necessarily spoiling it. Yeah. And it definitely goes into like more of the histories, you know, when, as you read this first book too, you'll, you'll see, um, we talked last week in, I'm sorry, well, two weeks ago in our extended edition about Menetherin and sort of mm-hmm. the histories to the two rivers. So it's like he had all this stuff in his mind and he had to, he had to sort of know something about the history to this world that he was creating. And he had, and he only gave us bits and pieces of it in the main series, um, which is fascinating, you know, that, that an author has to have the whole world created uh, well enough to where they can sort of weave in different references to ages you know uh, that that have that have passed, uh, which is crazy. So that book actually gives us more of a, a cohesive uh, look at those various ages and empires that that rose and fell, and it's fascinating. So I, I think that's going to be fun for us to read. The first chapter is actually really uh, kind of what we're going to be talking about today, which is which is about the power and you know this, mm-hmm. this one power from the true source. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. So um, man, uh, you know, doing these doing this in these bigger segments um you know it's i when we were first doing this we're like ah, is it gonna be too challenging but i don't think so because there's just so much to talk about um and i think the way we we're going to be doing it where we're going to kind of do uh essentially three parts kind of get a little bit about the world and the stuff we're seeing then hyper focusing on what we think is kind of the biggest most important part of that segment and then um just going over some of the big plot points since we're covering around seven chapters mm-hmm. uh i think it's just a good way to do it and you know you and i are both just we're both just pumped man yeah for sure and th- th- it leaves plenty of room for for individuals who want to you know follow up on a spoiler series or they want to talk more or they want to go check out the extended edition or just interact um in our patreon community or on twitter or whatever uh, so, so yeah, we're open. That's just a lot of fun. And I think the pace we have laid out is actually pretty good. I, we're going to get through, you know, three to four books this year and like we're prepping for that show. And I want, I want Sir Matt to be watching that show going, holy cow, that's what like a Drakkar looks like. That's what they, mm-hmm. that's how they decided to go. Uh, you know, that's the costume or the makeup or whatever. And mm-hmm. then this is what a Trolloc looks like. You know, it's just, it's going to be, it's going right. to be awesome to see how they, 
create that this this world you know mm-hmm. into a tv yeah. show so yeah absolutely so um all right well uh sir ezra i think uh, i mean Man, other than that, everything going good? You everything going okay, man? You yeah, dude. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm I'm stoked. I I actually have to you know quickly say too, I am uh, overwhelmed by the support we got on Patreon. We have we already have to oh, do I was, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just like literally blown <laughs> we, away. Uh, <laughs> we posted like what we really consider to be one episode. And we already like smashed our first Patreon goal, so it was just like whoa. Like, <laughs> yeah, we smashed it. It was it was awesome. so we're actually doing our first selection. So as we grow on that, you know. Um, platform we do a selection basically kind of like a giveaway and yeah so we have our first giveaway to do and i'm, I'm gonna kind of get that uh arranged and uh and yeah it's either gonna be a book or it might even be some of whether it be the the uh white book or the black book you know we'll, we'll decide and we'll send you guys something kind of cool and yeah kind of go from there so that's that's happening uh and it's just it's fantastic and also we're getting on our thread so this is cool i didn't think we'd have this this early, but we have comments and thoughts about the la- you know last um, last episode and and in part one to Eye of the World, which is which is cool. So after each of these, I kind of go on and I post um, a discussion thread where where folks can go and tell us what they thought about the chapter. Again, we pick these three major points, you know, as uh, Sir Matt said, sort of the overview, lay of the land, world building, hyper focus on a point, and then hit those plot points. There's tons of stuff that that I think. You know, people are going to be like, "Wow, oh, you didn't cover this," and I, and I want you guys to to leave comments about that because then we mm-hmm. will in in our follow up section or our Absolutely. recap, you know, for the following episode. So, but I'm hey, I'm doing awesome. I literally am. I, I think I'm going to be talking a mile a minute because I get so excited during these episodes. <laughs> like with this series, I do. I get so pumped, man. I remember when I was first telling you about this, and I would it, it was like when you used to tell me about like Dragon Ball Z, and you used to try right. you used to tell me the stories. Um, from various video games and stuff like you would just we just sit there for hours and you would just right. run me through the whole story like I attempted to do that and I just realized like okay I just need like the overall premise like just basically the prophecies right. of the dragon and that was enough and we were just hooked and then into this so you know you just uh, it's just crazy so anyways doing great let's um, head over to what we call that's our heroes welcome we're gonna head over to the village council where we just kind of discuss uh, some show news go over some mm-hmm. of our polls and just sort of recap here. So, again, uh, one thing, I don't know if I mentioned this last time or not, but that uh, principal uh, photography had started um, mm-hmm. on yep. September yeah, 16th. Yeah, we did a little bit, yeah. Did it? Yeah. So, you know, that's that's exciting. Um, you know, there's if, if you have not yet, you definitely need to go follow, um, if you're on Twitter, that is the um, Wheel of Time on Prime, I think, is mm-hmm. what, something like that. Uh, on, on Twitter there, they've got casting announcements, and I haven't seen an update recently, since we last recorded, but um, Rafe Jenkins is still running the whole thing, and and they've got their writers in there, um, and there's a lot of different uh, uh, cast people have been cast already, so you can go check that out. Season two is approved, all that good stuff is still is still there. But um, as we get maybe more, or if you guys uh, hear of things that are interesting or rumors or stuff we should probably know, let us know. I think that would be kind of cool. I was a little surprised, and and I guess maybe as we get a little further along, we can talk about the actual cast members who were picked because I was surprised if you go look at them, like what they are showing us. Um, something interesting in this series, the breaking of the world that they talk about, it's already been referenced in the prologue with, with loose Theron. the world was broken and groups of people were moved around. And I think intermingled a little bit too. So it's, it's interesting to see 
I guess just who they're casting and yeah, like it, I I don't know. It it doesn't. I'm just, I'm just surprised. I guess at some of the um, people who they have cast and and like the way these people look too. I guess it's just like kind of shocking because mm-hmm. you hear about Two Rivers folk and you hear about the Aiel and it's actually a big deal about like well you know certain people who are from this region you know don't look like they should uh, air quote should which is the thing. Um, so yeah, we can talk more about that later, but I just think it's kind of, kind of interesting to, to look, they just got some great looking, I mean, great actors coming, coming in to play these, these mm-hmm. folks, the guy who, who they have playing Matt, I can't remember his name, but he looks like a Matt. I mean, he looks like what I, what I picture as Matt right. and it's just, it's, it cracks me up. So, <clears throat> well, yeah. And for me, I think the, the coolest, um, casting that I've seen so far, and I don't know, I can't remember if we talked about this last time or not is, um, Tam. Right. Because the actor oh, yeah. who's playing Tam is I, I don't know his name. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but he in Game of Thrones, he plays uh, Bruce Bolton. And, you know, Bruce Bolton in Game of Thrones is kind of this uh, not really good guy, man. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Boltons are these people that, you know, they flay people. Right. Uh, right. You know, that's like that's <laughs> like they're they have like their 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 the sigil of their house. Um, you know, they, they flay people. He 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 stabs essentially um, the Starks are, are kind of our, our main main protagonist in in the back. Um, he's he's kind of like one of their underlings uh, just in terms of they're one of their the Starks are their their liege lords. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of he's kind of a villain. And so now we're going to be seeing him um, as as a good guy playing Tam Tam Althor. And I think I uh, in just, you know, what I know about that actor and what I've briefly seen so far about Tam um, Althor, I'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, I, th- I, that he sounds like that that kind of a guy. So I think it seems pretty good to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I, I hear that. Um, so something, yeah, it's gonna be weird just kind of seeing him in because it's they, gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be really awkward seeing him, uh, as it, as like as a good guy just from my my only really other experience with him it, it being being Game of Thrones, yeah. uh, and being this like, I mean, like we're talking dark kind of a guy so. yeah he's gonna he's gonna nail it though it's gonna it's gonna be great. right yeah um so a couple people they have they've got like oh my gosh i can't even go over all these names yet with you but like well don't you, man don't yeah i'm not i can't i can't like i could say their name i don't think it would really really matter um yet but man they just had an account um three more casting announcements as of december 23rd uh yeah and they're pretty interesting, interesting characters. And what's funny is some of the characters that are just mentioned by name. You remember how in I'm gonna make a quick little reference here to Game of Thrones. Like some of the actors changed. So you had in season one, Beric Dondarrion was a different actor than right. we had later on. I don't know if that's. I think they're thinking way ahead here because I just looked at some of the actors that they've picked for people who are only mentioned, just mentioned mm-hmm. and briefly seen in this first book. And I'm like, but be, but become bigger yeah, deals later. Yeah, on, but become yeah. bigger deals. So I'm like, well, I'm like, wow, they're really thinking ahead here, and mm-hmm. that's sort of what gives me, me me hope. Um, in that Amazon is looking at not just this first season, but they're making sure guys just know we're greenlighting a second season pretty early. So this all needs to be, you know, um, we need to have we need to weave, if you will, some some of these uh, threads uh, together from season to season. So which is pretty cool. Um, okay, yeah. So there's that. Um, I also posted. God, I cannot remember. 
Um, I, I've read, so I go back and forth on like reading the, the section that we're on plus plowing ahead. Um, mm-hmm. So one of the polls I posted over on Patreon is, if you lived in Giladon, would you have followed the false dragon? So correct me if I'm wrong, Sir Matt, but you have heard of the false dragon. Right? Well, they, they, say, they say he's the false dragon, but yeah, yeah I don't, you know. Right, right, right. But you've but you've heard that reference. Okay, cool. That's what I that's that's what I have. They say the people over there. Yeah, people. people like I love people. the I I love the uh, the audio book. I gotta say. Um, yeah. So I mostly I, I do really well with audio books. Um, and then I kind of go back, and so you know a handful of things. One really quick here. The um man the spellings for a lot of these the these. Things oh. are, are just they're kind of tricky at first. I remember yeah. when I was messaging you and I was trying to spell I Sedai and I was like <laughs> I literally put like I and then a space and then like S and I was like, no, it's like A E S. Yeah. Um and so then it's just, the voice of the guy on the audiobooks uh is great. Uh is great, but it's just like Gilodon and you know yeah, yeah. false drag. <laughs> and it's like I don't, I don't know like how to de- how to describe like what it is he's doing with his voice, but it's great. So it, yeah. I think it's is it Michael Kramer? I think maybe is maybe who, I I'm yeah. I'm, I'm unf- I, I I don't know, but um, yeah, he does he, a great. He's great. Does does he do does he do all of the 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 audiobooks? Yes, yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay, perfect. Yeah, let me make sure. Um, because I'm I'm all for that. I mean, that, otherwise, like the pronunciations are just so difficult. Like, right. uh, we kind of get tripped up even when we were talking about Minethrin and the kings and queens there. Yeah, because like, yeah, because yeah, yeah, some people have some people have mess have messaged us and been like, oh, you should listen to the audiobooks for the uh, pronunciations. And it's like. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I will. Uh, mm-hmm. If I in and again, this is my first read, so I'm sure that the I will. You know, those will uh, be improved upon as we as we go forward here. But it's oh, certainly yeah. interesting. You know, in in Game of Thrones, you know, which we also do. Um, it's interesting going back and forth between the show and the books because and I'm sure this will happen when the show comes out is they may change some of the names you know in Game of Thrones some of the characters you have um, you know you have uh, Varys right in the in the audiobooks Varys or you know yeah. Peter in the show Patire in the in the books um, you know right. Sansa and Sansa you know it's just different going going back and forth so I'm yeah. sure I'm sure when the, I'm sure when the show comes out and we get some new listeners that are coming from the show be like you guys don't even know what you're like what you're doing like pronouncing these things <laughs> oh, the, yeah <laughs> Well, and actually what's crazy is is that there are um I've even heard and this is no joke. I've listened to this enough times. I listen to the audiobooks as well where mm-hmm. the way that they when they when he started recording Eye of the World, they got actually got feedback on some of the pronunciations and it does mm-hmm. change slightly change nothing major. Yeah. Uh but there are some words and places that will change a little bit cuz I'm like right. You know, and and so in in some book series I've noticed um, when you have diff- when you have different audiobooks, right? Like um, different people will pronounce. Even then, you'll have different people pronounce things differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like um, you know, like it, even in this, the companion book, um, that guy pronounces. Th- so the white book, right? Oh, that we're going to yes. be doing on Patreon. He pronounces things slightly differently than in the main series. So it's kind of yes. like, oh, uh, which is it? Right. Exactly. And that. And so you know, as long as it's close and we understand, you know, we're, all, we're kind of on the same page. Exactly. About- who and what we're talking about. I think it's fine. And, and everybody's just got to give everybody a little bit, of, little, little bit of grace because these are, you know, really um, the spellings of, of some of these places and stuff. It's just, right. it's, it's awesome. Uh, it's crazy. But anyways, yeah. So a lot of fun. Um, the the poll though, just real quick, you know, I posed this question as to would you have followed the false dragon? And the, I really want people to kind of think about as you read this series, like depending on where you are, th- there's a lot of stuff that happens in the series. It's like, 
people base decisions upon these rumors. And I love how the, he, he incorporates the tavern conversation where three things are said. Only one of them is like close to the truth. And it's not actually the truth, but we just experienced, we do know what happened a chapter ago, but it's funny to hear people talking in the next city or the next tavern about things that happened. And you're like, oh, they're, they're close, but they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're not quite onto it. And so when you hear about the false dragon or even like us getting sort of privy to some of the stuff from the age of legends and, and us knowing as a reader what happened and you know who was fighting on which side whether it be the light or the dark and how that has gotten you know twisted and perverted uh through the ages and some of the some mm-hmm. of this thing these things have been lost uh is fascinating so yeah that's i guess all i can say really there but um it was actually a, a pretty split poll we had a couple of people say yes they would have followed and and some who absolutely would not have followed this dragon and i i think you know, I say, quote, false dragon. He is proclaiming himself to be the dragon reborn. Um, and that is something Tom Marilyn is talking about. And, and Pot on Fane showed, yeah, Fane had showed up and was talking about the battle in Giladon and, and everything that was taking place and had the, the Emmons fielders all riled up and, and everything. But, but really, we'll have mm-hmm. to see. We'll have to keep our eye on it because that's a big, you know, rumor uh, brewing battles and stuff taking place. And this, you know, yeah, I'm a man who can channel. Mm. So, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, all right, looks like we have a discussion here, thread here, uh, Sir Ezra. We do. So, uh, yeah, time to get into the wheel weaves here, um, and uh, let's get into the to the reading and, and the meat of this. Um, as I said, we posted a discussion thread. So, I just want to throw a shout out here to some of our patrons, uh, James Nutter. Uh, we have Lady Amanda is in there as well, just kind of talking about thoughts on the first you know, few chapters. And uh, Sir James actually said, hey, this is funny, you know, he said, hopefully no one bites my head off, but the first 17 chapters feels like a better version of uh, The Fellowship of the Ring. And I, I couldn't help but just kind of like, you know, laugh. I was like, light save us. I can't believe you said that. Um, but <laughs> th- there is a lot of connection between, yeah, this series and, and, and The Lord of the Rings. And it just, you know. Yeah, well, and it's like our band, our band of heroes are getting together, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, also, also, um, very similarly to in Lord of the Rings, um, when you know they're looking for the hobbits and and they're kind of running, uh, you know, running away and they run into um, you know, Aragorn, Strider, right? Um, it does feel quite similar uh, to Rand, you know, in the village being attacked by Trollocs and then kind of running out with you know, Mar- yeah. uh, Lady Moraine. It does, it does feel very similar. I mean, the 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 stag and lion and then the, you know, the prancing yeah. pony. Yes. I mean, it's, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's also like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's got that same feel, that same vibe, but yet it's different. And so instead mm-hmm. of like an old, you know, gray wizard showing up, we have this beautiful lady who has powers, you know, and it's almost like what we, you would, you know, I don't call like a witch. Right. And, mm-hmm. but here she is leading us off on a quest. So it's just kind of flipped a little bit. And, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, let's see. We also had Lady Amanda kind of saying that. Um, well, let me let me let me scroll on down here. So she mentions that one of her favorite parts um, of the section of part one was Tam's fever dream stuff. Um, I think that whole section is something that can get a whole lot of uh, you know yeah rabbit uh, trail or whole theories going. Uh, but based off of the one spoiler I do know about the series, I have a feeling we find out exactly what happened later on. 
Uh, so I'm trying not to speculate too hard and derail myself. Um, love that the girls are coming along on this mission quest thing. I have a feeling Egwene uh, is going to be a BA later on. And I'm also That's starting. A, I'm, I'm right there with you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm also starting to really like Nynaeve way more than I thought I would. And that's that's the thing. You know, these characters, I like they gosh, they, they can grow on you. Um, there's there's back. There's there's give and take, I guess. And we we learn and we grow with them. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Nynaeve is, is growing on Lady Amanda. Um, I didn't uh, like her in the two rivers, but she seems to be uh, loosening up a bit and it's good for her. Reading ahead, I think um, that uh, that her and Lan have got some sparks going on. Wow. Okay. Wow. And that is okay. entertaining. Um, hope that goes somewhere later on. Also, Rand's dreams are ridiculously freaky, and the dead rats in the inn are just gross. Uh, poor cat getting blamed for being a slob. <laughs> Laugh out loud. And I was like, yeah, definitely pay attention to the rats. The rats are a big deal. So... Yeah, okay. so those are just some of the thoughts. Uh, we also have a, um, a little communique uh, later on from one of our patrons at the end of the show that we will discuss. So with that, I think uh, let's dive into the to the summary here of, mm. of uh, these chapters. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, I, you know, I, I have a quote here that I, I think I would like to like to read here as kind of, you know, you talk about like the moral of the story, right? Yeah. Did you know? Sir Ezra, that it is better to spit in a wolf's eye than cross an eye sedan. Okay, that's <laughs> let's go. If let's I had go. one takeaway, that's what I've learned. But um, okay, uh-huh. so <clears throat> um, in, we're uh, chapters ten through seventeen. Uh, chapter ten, the group sets off. Tom and Egwene go with them. Chapter eleven, the group uh, reach Taran Ferry. Chapter twelve, they cross the Taran and Moraine sinks the ferry. She tests Egwene, who channels for the first time. We're definitely going to be covering that. Chapter thirteen, the group enters uh, Balon. Chapter fourteen. The group arrive at the stag and lion. Rand has a dream of Balzamon. Chapter 15, Rand meets Min, who tells him she sees many strange things in the future for him and his friends. He gets into trouble when Matt plays a trick on some white cloaks. Chapter 16, Nynaeve arrives and tries to make the two river folk go back with her. They refuse, and she decides to accompany them. Chapter 17, Rand meets a Miradral. The group flee Berlon, forcing their way past a group of white cloaks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, this this one's, uh, you know, this is good. It's it's jam-packed. I mean, we, we if, if you'll recall, in the last um, batch of chapters there, we had the attack. We're, we're learning about our characters, and um, we realize that the shadow, the, the, the dark one, or whoever is after our main cast and they must leave mm-hmm. the two rivers. So here we go. This is them off on that quest and they've got to go with Moraine uh, and just believe that they are leading whatever threat it may be that um, that they, 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 they themselves are actually yeah, a threat to their loved ones if they stay. So they've got to move on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, all right, so we have this broken down again. Last time we did... We do about three segments here um, with segment one being kind of world building. Who are some of the people, places, things we're introduced to? Chapter two, kind of what we're calling our hyper focus point. Um, and today it's going to be Egwene uses the power 
that's um, pretty big deal. Uh, reading quite a bit of, of section from from the books there, and then number three is kind of our main uh, plot point. So uh, let's start with um, part one here: some world building. So some of the things I kind of I kind of pulled out here, and Sir Ezra is going to kind of explain them just a little bit more in detail. Is um, Aja's warders and you know the Dr- Drakkar. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So, which one do you want to start with? What do you think? I think Aja's. I think Aja's. Okay. This is cool because we had a question about this. You know, as people sign up on Patreon, you know, we've got you can be an Ashaman, you can be an uh, you know an Isadai. There's all sorts of really cool you know levels that you can hit up uh, there. So be sure to check those out. But someone was asking, you know, do I get to pick my my Aja? Absolutely, you do. And so we're gonna kind of run through that. So really, in the so, so we know that Moraine shows up here, and we've heard about Aes Sedai, and we're not to trust them. You know, we don't want to get caught up in their plots and all this kind of stuff. I mean, everyone's warning our characters to not trust these people. I mean, Tom Marilyn, mm-hmm. uh, Tam even a little bit. Just, it's it's crazy. But at the same time, you know, uh, we do see the mayor uh, kind of be like, okay, this this person is helping. You know, M- Moraine is is helping uh, the people in that in, um the village and saving lives and maybe saving uh, Tam's life. So how bad can she be? Anyways, so these individuals come from uh, Tarvalon, and that's actually where we're going, right? That's sort of what Moraine says. We're going to a place called Tarvalon, and this is the the main, um, you know, city, place, location, dwelling of the this order of Aes Sedai. Uh, so yeah, let me let me pull up here. Aja's we've got. Um, and this really can come from the Wheel of Time companion book. Let me actually just pull this up here. This is the black book. And let's see. Okay. So societies. We're looking at Aja's. Here's what it says. Societies among the Aes Sedai, seven in number and designated by colors. Blue, red, white, green, brown, yellow, and gray. All Aes Sedai, um, except the Omerlin seat, belonged to one. And so some of this stuff, you know, I don't really think it hurts for any of you to to hear about some of the you know the goings on uh, of, of the tower I mean it just really is like these are titles and positions that yet don't really make a lot of sense but you can you start to understand there's a there's a structure there's like a hierarchy here and you learn that there are different factions inside of the white tower so I said just because you're an I said die you know, um, you have a role inside of that overall order. Mm-hmm. So you, you belong to an Aja, whether that be the blue Aja, the brown, the gray, the green, the red, the white, um, the yellow, and some some rumor that there that there's another. Um, okay, and Aja. so do do they do they do do they so there's a do they kind of control specific regions? So that's yeah, great question. So like they um so so I'll go over sort of some of this with you. They. The blue Aja concern themselves with like causes. So they are like like a lot of them stay and study and work through the White Tower in Tarvalon, but clearly Moraine is out roaming around, right? Doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. So they do go on whether it's research uh, you know, task or, or, or whatever. Um a lot of them too, you, you you'll notice that a lot of the leaders of these nations in Randland they have an Aes Sedai next to them, almost like a counselor or something. Is that, what we, is that is that is that what we call the the world Randland? Randland, yeah. They get the, <laughs> yeah, okay. the continent, yeah. That's, okay. what I, that's what I think a lot of people have called it. So, um, 
but yeah, so like the blue Aja, they're concerned with causes. The brown Aja, they concern themselves with knowledge. Um, the gray Aja, they concern themselves with like mediation. So if you had a dispute over land or something or a negotiation going down, they would go and they would be the ones sort of negotiating. Um, the green Aja, they concern themselves with, with like war and battle and preparing. So they are, you know, they can use sort of their powers to, uh, to battle really. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're kind of like the battle Aja. Um, the red Aja, they concern themselves with, pre- with, uh, preventing another breaking. So their whole task is to find men who can channel and they gentle those men, which we can talk about later. Uh, you have the white Aja who concern themselves with logic so you've got that. And then the, the last one, um, you have the yellow Aja, and they concern themselves with healing. They're the healers. So they, they each have their own kind of function and, and stuff and, and thing that they're working on or a speciality, a gift that they're uh, honing. So, yeah, I guess that's, that's the best way to kind of um, under, understand that. Um, th- it does go into, and I didn't want to do this, but, you know, there are – Gosh, I guess like as each Aja is trying to recruit, you know, when you're like when you first go to the tower and you learn about everything, you then later on you're selected into an Aja or you get to choose, you know, um, an, an, an Aja. And it's like so the blue Aja, for example, is um, it is the smallest after the white. You know, the brown is sort of that, you know, let's see here. They're kind of middle of the row gray. They're the third largest Aja green the second largest and then red is the largest group so you start to if there ever was you know inside of every organization there's power struggles and people are trying Mm -hmm. to kind of move their way up gain some influence do whatever um but yeah that's sort of uh i guess all you really know need to know right now about that now um you also brought up warders and these are things that you know matt is bringing up that he kind of uh questions and that things we've, that were stuff that stuff that we've seen so far. Yeah. So so you've talked about like a warder. Um mm. sometimes the the Aes Sedai are bonded to uh their guidine or their warder and it's someone that they that goes with them. So when they leave the tower and they're out on these whatever it might be research mission or whatever um I mean th- these are the, gosh, it's funny because you talk about where do people stand on the Aes Sedai. Do you trust them? Can you trust them? What mm-hmm. are they up to? And if you can't trust someone like that, then are they working for the shadow or are they working for the light? Who are they working for? So I think there's still a lot of like there's a lot of mystery around the Aes Sedai as far as like country folk and small folk who are out in Randland and they don't really know. So yeah. and also there are dark friends out and about. You, you, you don't want to be um, attacked by one of them. And so your warder is there to kind of... Um, protect you they're right uh, very skilled uh, warriors and they also are enhanced with the one power through their bond uh, with their Aes Sedai mm. and we're going to talk a little bit more about the one power when we get to uh, our second part of this because Egwene uses it and it's explained a little bit further but uh, yeah. basically this first segment is where I kind of pull some stuff out that I see and I'm like as I need you to explain this to me a little bit further and so without necessarily spoiling stuff. So, um, and then the, the, the final one here we kind of have is Drakkar. Yeah, yep. So Drakkar, let me pull that up here. Um, <clears throat> basically, and this is something that as they're, as they're going, um, as they're getting to the Tarn Ferry and they cross and everything, they're sort of shocked. We've heard about Trollocs, and we know mm-hmm. that's kind of like the foot soldiers of the Dark One, of the Dark Side. And you have 
then Murdraw or Fades, who are their overlords, not as many of them, and they might drive like a legion of, of um, Trollocs or something. And then you have Drakkar, which are, they also are remnants of humans. Um, I'm not going to tell you really who maybe they are created by or, or you know, any of that yet, but they're, they're, they're essentially shadow spawn um, and they assist the Dark One. You know, they they are, um, God, I, want, I can't even go into some of their powers yet because it's very, that's a, it's sort of a shock later on um, when you right. learn about them. They Right now you know they can fly. I mean, they're over top flying and it's almost like a huge winged bat and but yet it's like so it's like a vampire really i mean i guess if okay. you think about it like that uh you know they're able to cross the skies they hunt they hunt like a you know bird of prey um they they have this loud like scream so uh, you know here's a quote um from the book uh let's see a scream ripped the darkness a sound like like a man dying under sharp knives so that'll scare the heck out of you right i mean you Absolutely. hear that uh, cut across the sky, and, and um, yeah, so they're trying to avoid that Drakkar that is, that is like, attacking them, and it actually seems like Moraine and Lan are, are a little bit, like, you know, shook, because this is, um, you know, a step up. They, they're, the, the Dark One is definitely in pursuit here. I mean, they, they got the right boys. They definitely are, uh, I guess... Um, you know, of interest to the dark one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. All right. There's there's more well, to those. So it's good that you pointed that that we pulled that right. Well, that we, yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just just a further explanation, and, and as people as we're going through, because again, the first read for myself and certainly a lot of people. So, um, okay. Well, let's move on to kind of what are going to be the meat of our uh, discussion today. And that is, uh, I kind of want to focus on Egwene a little bit. You know, we focused on Rand. Something special about Rand was the last time. Uh, well, there's definitely something special about Egwene, um, it seems <laughs> like here. So uh, I have uh, a couple um, passages pulled up here. So from chapter 10, this is um, when they're leave-taking, right? So they're, they're getting ready to leave and, and stuff like that. And so um, suddenly Moraine was in the doorway. You talk to your father about this journey. She was clothed in dark gray from head to foot with a skirt uh, divided for riding astride with the serpent ring was the only gold she wore. Now ran eyed her uh, eyed her walking staff. Dis- uh, despite the flames he had seen, there was no sign of of charring or even soot. I couldn't go off without letting him know. She eyed him for a moment um, with pursed lips before turning to the others. And did you also decide uh, that a note was not enough? Uh, Matt and Perrin uh, talked on top of each other, assuring uh, her that they had only left notes the way she, uh, she had said. Nodding, she waved them to silence and gave Rand a sharp look. What is done already um, woven in the pattern, Lan? Uh, the horses are ready, the warder said, and we have enough provisions to reach uh, Berlon with some to spare. We can leave uh, at any time now. I, I, I say, we can leave at any time. I suggest now, not without me. Egwene slipped into the stable. A shawl wrapped a bundle in her arms. Rand nearly fell over his own feet. Land sword had come half out of its sheath when he saw who it was, and he uh, he shoved the blade back. His eyes suddenly flat. Perrin and Matt began babbling to convince Moraine that they had not told Egwene about leaving. The eye said I ignored them. She simply looked at Egwene tapping her lips thoughtfully with one finger. 
The hood of Egwene's dark brown cloak was pulled up, but not enough to hide the defiant way she faced Moraine. I have everything I need here, including food, and I will not be left behind. I probably ne- I'll probably never get uh, n- another chance to see the world outside the two rivers. This isn't a picnic trip into the uh, waterwood, Egwene, Matt growled. He stepped back when she looked at him um, from under from under brows. Thank you, Matt. I wouldn't have known. Did you do you think there are only you do you think you three are the only ones who want to see the world outside? I've dreamed about it as long as you have, and I don't intend to miss this chance. Mm. Uh, and, th- and then just and then just uh, they they go a little bit more here about about, you know, well, there could be trollics, you know, it could be dangerous. Yeah. Right. Um, and then very and then uh, very well, Moraine said after a moment, you may come with us. A startled expression do- uh, darted across Land's face and it was gone in an instant, leaving him outwardly calm. But furious words erupted from him. No, Moraine, it's part of the pattern now, Lan. It's ridiculous, he retorted. There's no reason for her to come along and every reason for her not to. There is a reason for it, Moraine said calmly. A part of the pattern, Lan. The warder's stony face showed nothing, but he nodded slowly. Wow. Yeah, she's part (laughs) of the pattern, Lan. Yeah, get it through your head. (laughs) Get it through your head. Oh, my gosh. Well, and that is kind of neat. You know, it's like looking at... Oh man, you, you you go back to just like the wheel weaving as it wills and creating this pattern. Uh, Moraine sees it. That's sort of her thing mm-hmm. is to recognize when something is being woven and that mm-hmm. it's almost like shocking that in all of their secrecy, this child would still be able to, you know, knows what they're up to and knows what they're about and, and is, and is pushing forward. You know, and the other thing too, that Moraine is, is, not telling us right here, or maybe she does, maybe it's a little, just a little bit later on, is that like the tower is in need of girls. Um, so she doesn't necessarily say that, but like, yeah, that's a kind of a big deal. She, she's, she, like, it's, it's odd that this girl shows up and she wants to leave because a lot of the people who are from the two rivers are sort of like, that's beyond our border. That's, that's, you know, um, I don't know. They're like, they, they, they don't want to leave. Right. And, they hear about strange lands and stuff. And it, again, it is, a lot, it is a lot like the Shire where the hobbits are just like, that's, that's some crazy stuff going on across the border. And that's none of our business, but she has this desire to leave and go with them. And there's nothing they can do to stop it. So I think mm-hmm. Moraine appreciates that and sees something in it and says, yes, this is a part of the pattern. So. Yeah. And well, and well, and this, this, this is where the, this whole, the terminology, the pattern starts coming mm-hmm. up and so it's you know is it uh, the wheel weaves man so it's mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 clearly something of, of importance that we're going to see going forward in that the, you know it's it's the pattern it's yeah it's the pattern it <laughs> is mean, the freaking <laughs> pattern man yeah <laughs> like it, it it is a big deal and actually um you know a little bit about some of the stuff mm-hmm. that is special about some of these characters just because of our talks um Right, you know, maybe before this, but there is something special about these characters. Obviously, these are our main characters, and so they are—you can almost make the case—they're all. This is all part of the pattern, right? They're. This is meant to be. You're looking for. I mean, the the, the whole thing is is like it's not something that that you can like. The roadmap is not laid out here perfectly, so that's why there is room for an argument between Lane and Moraine. It's just she sees it clear, and she sees that this mm-hmm. is this is the way. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, 
yeah, that'll be interesting to kind of follow what is a part of the pattern and what maybe, you know, isn't in, in the works. Um, or right. what we try to weave in ourselves, uh, you know, may not be what the wheel intends. So Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, obviously without without spoiling it, to me it seems like just from what, I, what I'm seeing so far here is it's – some sort of vision that she has and you know she's obviously there's prophecies and and stuff like that and so she's like well maybe mm-hmm. you know it looks like it could fit inside of in, inside inside of a prophecy yeah. or, or something or or whatever and so yeah that's clearly really, yeah. i think if, i think if you're part of the pattern um i would i would have to argue you know with my limited scope here um that it's something obviously of importance oh yeah 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 as as you would typically you would you would typically say it's a big deal all right, if you're a yeah, part exactly, of the pattern, yeah. it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so this, um, as as we continue on here, it, this causes obviously some uh, some turmoil for for Rand a little bit here. Um, you know, Rand, uh, as we'll get to later, when when Egwene, um no, let's just, let's just we'll just we'll just keep going and 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 we'll get to it here. So um, so mm-hmm. now another little thing here from chapter eleven, uh, lying low on Cloud's neck. Rand kept a worried eye on Bella and her rider. When he had said the shaggy mare could stay with the others, he had not meant on the run. She kept up now only by running as he had not thought she could. Lan had not wanted Egwene in their number. Would he slow for her if Bella began to flag? Or would he try to leave her behind? The Aes Sedai and the warder thought Rand and his friends were important in some way, but for all of Moraine's talk of the pattern, he did not think it included Egwene in that importance. Dang. Um, yeah. Okay. So now, um, so yeah, so Rand, so I mean, you know, if you're Rand, you've got to be looking at this as like, well, what's this whole pattern business mean? And now you're telling me that Egwene is, is part of this. Um you know, mm-hmm. well, I would be certainly, certainly confused or, or, or I, I don't know. I just, yeah. I would be confused. Yeah. Well, I mean, how about this? So one thing he's noticing here is that, that there's a distinction between Moraine sought out these boys. Um, and although Egwene is a part of the pattern, is she that important? And yes, I mean, really, it's, it's really when we say that too, I don't want anybody to think that we're like picking on characters or anything at all because even Moraine at this time doesn't know. We're just trying to figure this out. She just it has, something is telling her that these boys are important because their uh, homes and farms were attacked. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Egwene is really important. But at this point in time, Rand's starting to wonder like, how important is she? Like, and, and the only reason he's wondering that is because he doesn't want her to get hurt. He doesn't want. You know, if they're not going to fall back and protect her, then by God, he will. Okay, he is. He is going to fall back. He's going to take care of her. Um, so I just think that's kind of interesting to note, and it's also something interesting that'll, that'll come up here in a little bit. Is is that um, you know Bella uh, is is running faster than he thought, mm-hmm. right? So so yeah. maybe Bella's a part of the pattern. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I mean at this point, I think everybody's part of the pattern. So yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Okay, so now I want to go to uh, chapter twelve, and this is where I'm going to read a, quite a, a, a lengthy, a lengthy section here, because I, this is what I found to be like the most, what I thought pretty important, pretty important thing. It's going to explain a little bit about the power and a queen by tapping into it a little bit here. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, 
this, so is this uh, I, I'm going to start a little bit earlier than I have here in the doc. Just uh, so okay. he says, um, the shrill scream of the Drakkar suddenly echoed from above the fog covered river. Even the horses froze again. It came closer now and again, piercing Rand's skull like needles. Then the cries were fading until they had, had faded away entirely. Luck, Land breathed. It searches the river for us. He gave a quick shrug and abruptly sounded matter of fact. Let's get inside. I could do with some hot tea and something to fill my belly. Rand was the first to crawl on hands and knees through the opening in the tangle of trees and down a short tunnel. At the end of it, he, st- he stopped, still crouching. Ahead was an irregularly shaped space, a woody cave, uh, easily large enough to hold them all. The roof of the tree trunks and branches came too low to allow anything um, to allow any but the women to stand. Smoke from a small fire on a bed of river stones drifted up and through um, the draft was enough to keep the space free of smoke, but the interweaving was too thick to let out even a glimmer of the flames. Moraine and Egwene, their cloaks thrown aside, sat cross-legged facing one another beside the fire. The one power, Moraine was saying, comes from the true source. The driving force of creation, the force the creator made to turn the wheel of time. She put her hands together in front of her and pushed them against each other. Sidene, the male half of the true source, and Sidar, the female half, work against each other and at the same time together to provide the force. Sidene, uh, she lifted one hand, then let it drop, is uh, fouled by the touch of the Dark One, like water with a thick slice of rancid oil floating on top. The water is still pure, but it cannot be touched without touching the foulness. Only Sidar is still safe to be used. Egwene's back was to Rand. He could not see her face, but she was leaning forward eagerly. Matt poked Rand from behind and muttered something, and he moved on into the tree cavern. Moraine and Egwene ignored his entry. The other men crowded in behind him, tossing off damp cloaks, settling around the fire, and holding hands out to the warmth. Lan, the last to enter, pulled water bags and leather sacks from a nook in the wall, took out a kettle, and began to prepare tea. He paid no attention to what the women were saying, but Rand's friends began to stop toasting their hands. Uh, toasting their hands and stare openly. Tom pretended that all of his interest was engaged in loading his thickly carved pipe, but the way he leaned forward, uh, the way he leaned toward the women gave him away. Moraine and Egwene acted as if they were alone. No, Moraine said in answer to a question Rand had missed. The true source cannot be used up any more than the river can be used up by the wheel of a mill. The source is the river, the Aes Sedai, the water wheel. And you really think I can learn, Egwene asked. Her face shone with eagerness. Rand had never seen her look so beautiful or so far from him. I can become an Aes Sedai. Rand jumped up, cracking his head against the log, of, the low roof of logs. Tom Marilyn grabbed his arm, yanking him back. Don't be a fool, the Gleeman murmured. The, uh, he eyed the woman, neither seemed to have noticed, and the look uh, he gave Rand was sympathetic. It's beyond you now, boy. Child, Moraine said gently, only a very few can learn to touch the true source and use the one power. Some of those learn to a great degree, some to a lesser. You are one of the bare handful for whom there is no need to learn. At least touching the source will come to you whether you want it or not. Uh, Without the teaching you can receive in Tarvalin, 
uh, though you will never learn to channel it fully and you may not survive. Men who have the ability to touch Sidene, born in them, die, of course. And if the Red Aja does not find them and gentle them. Tom gowed uh, deep in his throat and Rand shifted uncomfortably. Men like those whom the Aes Sedai spoke were rare. He had only heard of three in his whole life and thank the light never in the two rivers. But the damage they did before the Aes Sedai found them was always bad enough for the news to carry, like the news of wars, earthquakes, or destroyed cities. He had never really understood what the Ajas did. According to the stories, they were, there were societies among the Aes Sedai that seemed to plot and squabble amongst themselves more than anything else, but the stories were clear on one point. The Red Aja held its prime duty to to be the prevention of another breaking of the world. And they did it by hunting down every man who ever dreamed of wielding the one power. Matt and Perrin looked as if they suddenly wished they were back home in their beds. But some of the women died too. It's hard to learn without a guide. The women we do not find, those who live, often become, well, in this part of the world, they might become wisdom, wisdoms in their villages. The eyes that I paused thoughtfully. The old blood is strong in Edmund's field, and the old blood sings. I knew you for what you were the moment I saw you. No Aes Sedai can stand in the presence of a woman who can channel, or who is close to her uh, change and not feel it. Uh, she rummaged in the pouch at her belt and produced the small blue gem on a gold chain that she had earlier worn in her hair. You are very close to your change, your first touching. It will be better if I guide you through it. That way you will avoid the unpleasant effects that come to those who must find their own way. Egwene's eyes widened as she looked at the stone, and she wet her lips repeatedly. Is, does that have the power? Of course not, Moraine snapped. Things do not have the power, child. Even an angriol is only a tool. This is just a pretty blue stone, but it can give off light. Here. Egwene's hand, hands trembled as Moraine laid out the stone on her fingertips. She started to pull back, but the Aes Sedai held both her hands in, in one of hers and gently touched the others to the side of Egwene's head. Look at the stone, the Aes Sedai said softly. It is better uh, this way than fumbling alone. Clear your mind of everything but the stone. Clear your mind and let yourself drift. There is only one... Uh, there is only the stone and emptiness. I will begin it. Drift and let me guide you. No thoughts. Drift. Uh, Rand's fingers dug into his knees. His jaws clenched until they hurt. She has to fail. She has to. Light bloomed in the stone. Just one flash of blue and then gone. No brighter than a firefly. But he flinched as if he had been bl uh, blinded or bl blinding. Egwene and Moraine stared into the stone. Faces empty. At other as another flash came and another until the azure light pulsed like the beating of a heart. It's the Aes Sedai, he thought desperately. Moraine's doing it, not Egwene. One last feeble flicker, and the stone was merely a, a bobble again. Rand held his breath. For a moment, Egwene continued to stare at the small stone. Uh, then she looked up at Moraine. I thought I felt something, but perhaps you're mistaken about me. I'm sorry I wasted your time. I have wasted nothing, child. A small smile of satisfaction uh, flitted across Marine's lips. The, la the last light was yours alone. 
It was, Egwene exclaimed, then slid immediately back into glumness, but it was barely there at all. Now you're behaving like a foolish village girl. Most who come to Tarvalin must study for many months before they can do what you just did. You may go far, perhaps even on the Amerillion seat one day, if you study hard and work hard. You mean, with a cry of delight, Egwene threw her arms around the Aes Sedai. Oh, thank you. Rand, did you hear? I'm going to be an Aes Sedai. Gosh, Dang it. Wow, man. We've There's a lost lot, her. A, a lot to unpack. Um, <laughs> a lot. She's gone. She's a lot gone. to unpack from all that. So, I mean, first, you know, it seems it seems like everything up until now, it seems like, you know, Rand just, Rand and Matt and Perrin always just kind of thought, man, I guess Rand and maybe Egwene will just get together. Yeah. Right? Yep. yep. But now Rand feels further from her than ever. He's almost wishing that she fails. Yeah. Like he's losing something. And then also we learn a little bit about about the one power, Sidine, um, mm-hmm. the male half, and uh, Sidar. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Am yeah, I, yeah. Is that correct? And Sidar, the, the, the female half. So it, it mm-hmm. seems like the, the male half is is kind of uncontrollable. It's dark, dark power. Dude. Dude. <laughs> you're there. I mean, you're there. It's like... <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude. Let me let me just make a quick little um they often refer to like when you when you think of like the Aes Sedai, like the white flame of Tarvalin. And okay. you already kind of know like the the ancient symbol for the Aes Sedai is that mm-hmm. like yin and yang symbol, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so it's right. funny that you said that. That one side would be you know, maybe dark. You know, whereas mm-hmm. the other one is light. And it's just kind of mm-hmm. funny that you say that cuz it's it made me think of that symbol, and I'm like, oh boy, yeah. It it, call, it says that there's almost like a taint or an uh, like the, this oil that to get to it, the source itself. I mean, Saidine is still there; it's still pure. It's just that to get to it, you have to go through something, and underneath, it's it's so. She said it's unusable, really. I mean, it's still there; you can use it, but it's not without going through the oil. You know, mm-hmm. this this taint over top of it so yeah she explains the two differences and then as you say that's when she goes into the ajas and sort of what their roles are and that the red aja and ran knew this all the stories agreed that the red were were meant to go out and find any man any man who could channel and um gentle him and and stop him from from channeling kind mm-hmm. of a big deal so yeah i don't know and it's just like all this distrust around the Aes Sedai and you can't trust them and we don't know what they're up to. And, um, you know, they always tell the truth, but it might not be the truth that you think they're telling this whole thing. Like it's almost like it's word games. And so he's just like, no, I mean, I'm losing Egwene to the Aes Sedai. Like he just doesn't want anything to do with them. And he got that from the village council, from his father, from others. Mm-hmm. Tom Marilyn is definitely sitting here, you know, when he had heard, when, by the way, interesting to know something about Tom, this, this Gleeman, I love him. And, uh, he, he, when they talk about the red Aja and how they still men who can channel, Ooh, he didn't really like that. He didn't like that at all. Didn't like hearing it. And, uh, you know, even, he's even saying to us, there's no, he's telling Rand, there's nothing you can do. It's beyond mm-hmm. you. She's, yeah. she's now with an Aes Sedai. You, you, you're, it's out of your hands, boy. Mm-hmm. So, geez, I mean, just, and it, yeah. you know, it, it seems interesting though. So it seems like, 
um, oddly, I'm going to kind of do a Star Wars comparison here because that's what it just jumps out to me as. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, the Jedi, you know, um, before, you know, like Star Episode four, right? When the Jedi don't really exist anymore. Um, like they identify children like yeah. when they're when they're young, like, oh, this is somebody who could become a Jedi. Is that is mm-hmm. that? What mm-hmm. the, it seems is that's kind of yeah. what they're they're saying here is because she says you know you live so far almost I mean literally it's like Anakin Skywalker I mean yeah. I mean literally <laughs> I mean literally it's it's like Anakin Skywalker here where it's like well you live out on Tatooine where nobody really goes yeah um, so you know you would have been identified earlier is that I mean same that, thing with exactly. Egwene here is is kind of is kind of what is jumping out to me as is um you know yeah. maybe if you had lived in a bigger a bigger city you you would have been identified earlier but you're still identified early enough to tour we could train you yeah i mean literally more rain might as well be qui-gon jinn and and i mean that's uh, what that's what that's what it's It's actually pretty cool and so as as you say um it's as if more rain can she says that you know she can feel she can sense Mm -hmm. um that the power is in her that she can channel that she is one who has that gift and she brings up a couple um interesting points and that, like, yeah, if if I don't help, if I don't guide you through this first sort of like um, change or this first touching, then of the of the one power, then it could be bad. I mean, you'd still be okay, but it would. There's bad effects. So she mm-hmm. wants to kind of guide her and help her through it. And she says, you know, there are others who have maybe, um, if they weren't picked up, if they weren't uh, identified by the tower. Then and, and they did then touch the one you know or the the you know the, use the one power or, or touch the true source then they would um they would have some uh just bad experiences I guess and but you mm-hmm. know she she does liken them to you might know them as wisdoms right they they might uh, those that live would maybe be known as wisdoms in, right but in, in, in your land and so as you go to different lands so is that out, like yeah. is that like Nynaeve? I mean, Nynaeve is a wisdom. That right. Is, that's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so there's the, there's a connection. And, um, you know, you, you'll remember the village council was all upset because they wanted to know why Nynaeve wasn't, what were we going to do about the weather? As if she could do something about it. It makes me think of Gandalf and the dwarves wanting him to do something about the deluge. Right? They wanted like, the right. rain to go away. And, you know, I don't know. There's nothing that can be done. So she can air quote, listen to the winds or something. You know, she she's a wisdom who can, uh, supposed to be able to, whatever, um, have right. some sort of power, if you will. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's just interesting. Some of that uh, foundation is laid here. We, we, we learn about the, these, these, these two powers, um, mm-hmm. one, for, one for men and one, one for women, and they can tap into them. Now, I'll give you this. Um, Moraine can sense this. You know, women can sense it in each other, mm-hmm. but they cannot sense it necessarily in a man. So, mm-hmm. they, so women can't tell whether men have the power, if you will. Okay, mm-hmm. and so and so men and men can only tap into the male power, and we yeah. women can only tap into the the female power. Yep. yep. Okay. Right. Exactly. And it's actually are so, they well? Are they equal? Is there is there one that's mm-hmm. more powerful than the other? No. It's actually so. It's it's the back and forth between the two, uh, the push and pull, the yin and yang that actually drive the wheel of time. I mean, really, okay. it's sort of is sort of what it's all about. Um. 
but yeah, no, there are. In, this is what's kind of cool when we cover this in the white book. Um, we'll kind of talk about how many men were need like in the age of legends, and they reference this multiple times that men and women both channeled before the okay. breaking, before the male half of the of the power was tainted and and men were driven crazy. I mean, it says that the Aja, their their whole role was to prevent another breaking. You know, they did mm-hmm. not want another breaking of the world to take place and they believed that it's rumored, right? Legend mm-hmm. tells that the men were the ones who broke the world the first time. And so yeah, that's sort of why you have this divide between men and women. Um and yeah. So, so men so men can't draw upon the power themselves. They can. That's, the, the, that's because of the warder, right? So, like, so land oh, is a. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. So, land. So, so yeah. So, so land is a warder. And what it seems like so far is that, like, land gets his power through Moraine. Moraine. Yes. So, and here's something. So, this should. Hold on. So, so sorry. So she, can she draw the like? So is he using the female power through her, or is he using the male power? So does she actually draw upon it? It's kind gotcha. of. It's just, it, I do find it that that is one thing. As I as I read this, I was like, I'm a little confused here. Yeah. So it's the difference between warders and Aes Sedai is what you're kind of confused about. So, like, um, okay. So Moraine, when she is working with, like, right there when she was working with Egwene. They both were drawing from Saidar. They were both drawing from their half of the power. You know, the okay. one power is split into two halves. They were drawing from the female half. That's the only half they can draw from because they are females. Um, right. They Now, when I said that there were different factions, and I said that the yellow faction, this is the easiest one I can think of. Right, you know, yeah. They are healers, so they can heal. Mm-hmm. And more rain, you know, she's, just because she's blue Aja, which I think, by the way, I don't know if it's, I think it's mentioned here soon. So Moraine's yeah, okay. in the blue eye. Right, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> she wears a blue shawl. You can kind of figure it out. Um, like, she can also do some healing too. So we saw that she was healing everyone. One mm-hmm. of the things that she picks up on is that Bella was running faster and also didn't need as much healing as the others mm-hmm. did. So when she touches them and heals them, that is similar to what she's doing with the warder. Um, she is actually bonded to the warder, though. It's a special okay. thing that they do, and and so she has a special bond. She knows where that warder is. The warder also always knows then where, where the Aes Sedai is. They are linked. Okay, it's a special thing that she did. So the, to so land so him. land can channel the power himself. No, he he actually can't. Um, he can't channel anything really. Um, okay. It's 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 a uh, the flow goes one way. It goes from Moraine to him. So, so the power that so when he uses power, it is technically the fe- it is uh, Sidar. Yeah, let me just re- well no it let me read this. Uh, let's see here. So Warders. Okay, okay I'm just gonna see what so it comes out in this. Um, we might get into some spoiler stuff here. I don't know. <laughs> let's see. Well, let's let's try. Let's let's try. I mean, we're trying to well, avoid it's, it. But yeah, it's it's a great question. So Warders are companions of the Aes Sedai. Um, bonded to them in some way that um, others do not understand. Their loyalty is to their Aes Sedai above and beyond um, everyone and anything else. Most Ajas can bond just one, but Greens, so if you're from the Green Aja, you are allowed as many as you wish. Um, Reds typically don't have you know a bond at all. Um, so traditionally, warders have been men bonded to a single Aes Sedai. 
Uh, let's skip some of that. Um, let's see. So despite tradition, it is possible for a for one woman to bond a man, uh, or even you know more than one man, uh, and even a man who, even one who cannot channel. Um, yeah, let's see. I'm gonna skip on down here. Some of this dancing around here. Um, okay, let me go down to the to uh, the weave. The water bond is a thing composed of spirit, a complex weave of over a hundred threads laid over um, the Isidai, then connected to the man to be bonded. Uh, let's see. So it's yeah, kind of unknown. Um, in the in, in the age of legends and discovered sometime after it is um it is in some ways similar to the first sister bond okay that's something different never mind um let's see benefits here we go the bond gives the warder the gift of endurance a quick healing and the ability to sense the taint of the dark one or shadow spawn it allows him to sense his Aes Sedai um and an idea of where she is the Aes Sedai can also sense her warder and tell if he is approaching. The other gifts she gains um, are a close guarded, are a closely guarded secret, but they are able to take strength from their warder even to the point of death and use the power to compel them into action. This does not, uh, yeah, okay, that's all I need to say there. All right, so mm -hmm. really what it is, is let's say, okay, so not all women can channel and not all men can channel. Okay, um, right. there's a very right. small, like let's say five percent or whatever of of the population who are, you know, force sensitive, if you will. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. let's pretend Land right now is not actually even, he's not force sensitive. You know, he's not. Okay. Um, whatever. So the bond that she creates between them is something that just Moraine did. You know, she she uses her weaves and the spirit um, weave between them to give him endurance. And it's almost like she's healing him. So it's like she's the one healing him. She's the one kind of giving some of her of her power to him. He's not actually pulling any of it himself. It's just a gift that she gave to him, I guess, is the best way to kind of um, okay. explain it. Yeah. So it's not like he's pulling from – he's not pulling from the male half of the, of the power. He's not even pulling from the female half of the power. He just has a she's, special she, – yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It looks like – so her power flows through him, essentially. Yeah, so so he's tapped in, he's bonded to her, and so the benefit of being bonded to her is that he heals a little quicker. Um, you know, he like he knows where she's at. She knows like it's also it's great for when they you're in a fight and you you don't even have to look to know, oh my Aes Sedai's here, she's there. Um I have more endurance, I can I can heal faster, I can um Yeah, like like well and the other thing is too is that so they mention it here, the pa the power of, of compulsion. I mean, she can, mm -hmm. you know, he's swear, he basically gives up his life and his free will. He's he's bound, uh, bonded to that Aes Sedai and, like, believes in the cause of the Aes Sedai and believes in what they are um, working towards. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, you're, in, you're an agent of that Aes Sedai. You work for um, her and you are bound to her. Yeah. That's a good question, man. I mean, I'd never really thought about it. Like that, or, or thought that there was, um, that maybe that meant that the water was something special and could tap into power. It's just that the bond is, uh, is it's a gift that's given. And that's why that's why I think of healing. It's like when Moraine went over and touches, 
you know, the horses and touches um, the, you know, Matt and Perrin and stuff. Not, it's not like they did anything special. It's she did that to them. You know, right. she used her right. power on them. The bond just means she's continually, you know, um, bonded to and giving some of her power uh, to to her warder and elevating okay. him. Yeah. Okay. Dang. Woo. Some good yeah, stuff. Our, right yeah, the only, yeah, the only reason I brought it up is just because it seems like specifically the warder and the Aes Sedai have some kind of a connection. And so then it's like, okay, well, so if there are just men out there who can who can channel, is it, you know, it seems like the warder gets their power through the Aes Sedai. But, so, mm-hmm. you know, so I was just so. Yeah, and, and so you're you're wondering, like, because she just explained, because she just because she that, she, just, she just says that well only yeah men only have this power and women only have this power but it's like well, hold on a second because it seems land like has powers yeah like, it seems like exactly. land has powers yeah and and what you might be thinking and what I I think maybe is where you were in the beginning of this is is like okay so since there's that taint over Sai uh, over Saeedine, which is the male half mm-hmm. maybe maybe the way that I Sedai are helping men is that they are just pulling from the female half and giving some to, to men. And that actually makes, makes sense that that's sort mm-hmm. of like they're circumventing um, the taint and giving some of their power to men, but that's, it's not technically what's happening, but it's, I get kind of why, why you would think that it is a little confusing. Yeah. Okay. So, and, right. and you'll learn more too. Like, I mean, clearly we're going to learn more about, We've heard about Loghain. We've already heard about mm-hmm. him. And, and actually, as they go into, um, when they get into Berlon, which we're, we might as well, you know, hop there because we're going into our plot points here. They go into, um, did you have any more, by the way, on no, e- no, Ewain? No, that was okay. it. No, that was it. Okay. That was it, yeah. So as they as they move forward, it's sort of like they they catch up on rumors. You know, you talked about the, uh, it is kind of like they show up in Bree and it's the prancing pony, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, how it is. Yeah, it is. They they show up there. there. There's the guard, you know, the, the the watchman at the door at the gate, uh, who's who happens to know Mistress Alice, right? And not mm-hmm. they, they go by different names and everything, which is kind of cool. Um, but the, yeah, there's talk of Loghain, um, this dragon who can who can, you know, um, use the one power. So that guy, I'll just tell you right now, like you're since you're asking this question about who can tap into what, he is tapped into, um, Saeedine. So he is tapped into the male half. He is just like, almost like the male version of, of, of an Aes Sedai. And, and not to be super confusing here, but back in the day, back in the age of legends, the term mm-hmm. Aes Sedai meant like it was, you used it for both men and women. Because mm-hmm. at one point they both could just channel fine. It was no problem. Um, the Dark One struck the counter strike and, um, you know, taints the male half. And so now it's only female Aes Sedai. Uh, the, the male Aes Sedai died out, and if any man can channel, the Red Aja will gentle them. So this is a man who, the Red Aja, they are on their freaking way, man. They are headed down there. There are Aes Sedai who are headed down to Giladon, and there is. And so what Land finds out is a battle did take place. And he's sort of like, you know, feeling more rain in, like, it's true. It's true that some of, that some of the Aes Sedai did go. And they've sub- subdued. The rumor is that they that they've subdued maybe uh, Loghain. They've used their power to overcome him. So you know it's it crazy, man. Freaking you know power battles going on. That's what yeah. That's what that's what it seems like. So yeah. <sighs> All right, man. Okay. Well, um, let's move on over here to point number three. Major uh, plot points. We have just some of the Rand encounters. You know, um, we're going to be talking about the dream. 
Men and the Fade. So chapter 14, yeah. Stag and the Lion, is where we see this dream he's having. Yeah. Yeah, and so to kind of set this up, I, I really like uh, one of the characters here, Master Finch. Um, he's kind of moving around. He's he's a friend of Moraine's. Um, there is a disturbance, though, in Berlon right now. You run across this faction, and we're going to follow up on this more in the extended edition, but uh, the Children of the Light, they are, you would think that the Children of the Light sounds like a good title, and we're like, oh, they mm-hmm. must be good guys. Well, you know, Rand and Matt kind of have a couple encounters with these guys in the streets, and uh, they're they're not good. Um, so, you know, Moraine is kind of asking about them being in the town, um, and he says, you know, not to worry, um, that they're just up to their old tricks. They're claiming that there's an Aes Sedai in Barillon. And we're sitting here going, you know, oh, crap, they're right. There is one. <laughs> and you're talking, you know, Master Finch doesn't know who she is, right? Um, mm-hmm. She's going by a different name. Um, so, yeah, they're able to get their hot baths and they're they're doing their thing. This was kind of funny, just as a plot point goes. Matt cannot keep his mouth shut, you know? He is in there when he gets his, when he's he's in the bathtub and he's talking and stuff like they're not supposed to be talking about certain things. Right. Just keep quiet. Yeah, he's just yeah. In his mouth because there are people at the door listening. You know, all these servants are running around, um, and and it's sort of like it's it's funny because I'm actually at the part and this is a this is just a quick reference to uh, Deus Tomorrow, which is something that it's a game that's played later on, and I can't wait till you get to it, Sir Matt, because mm-hmm. it's like it's like Game of Thrones on steroids, mm-hmm. um, just in like you know, people kind of paying kids to listen in on stuff. You know, there's, it's, uh, imagine Littlefinger and Varys just playing the, the right. most ridiculous yeah, game yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, in some of these ends and stuff, the way word travels and information, it's it's like, it's just kind of crazy. So anyways, he couldn't keep his mouth shut. Um, yeah, there's, um, let's see. So after the baths, uh, Rand kind of, he spots this, this uh, girl in men's clothing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got some short hair. She's with Moraine. Um, and all he just sees this girl real quick. She looks at them sharply, um, you know, nods to Moraine and then hurries away. That's all he sees. We're going to come back to that in, in just a second. Um, so then they let's see. Land is, as I said, coming up, talking about the rumors of the false dragon, um, you know, being the victor in Giladon, um and yeah, so so that's that's that. But that there are Aes Sedai on the way. Um, so Moraine's kind of saying we should stay here for a few days, whatever. Tom is a, is our gleeman, and Tom is like, taking this opportunity. He's with this band of characters, but he's going to go down. They're staying at a place called the Stag and Lion, which is awesome. And they're going to go down, and he's going to tell the tale of the Great Hunt, you know, or um, talk about the Horn of Valir. Okay, uh, the the heroes of the Horn. All right, Sir mm-hmm. Matt. Yeah, that's what he's going to talk about. So he goes down there, and he's talking to Rand a little bit. But as he leaves, um, Rand drifts into this sleep, okay? And he is in this, like, shadowy stone hallway. Um, and I want to read just some of this. This is um, – I, I want to give a shout-out here, too. So we reference a lot of different things, whether it be the white book, the black book, um, actually the the textbook. Um, we've, there are summaries on – Gosh, Fandom Wiki, uh, Tarvalin Library uh, is, is one. There's tons of resources out here, but I just want to read this because it's a great little summary. 
Um, let's see. So he drifts to sleep. He finds himself in a shadowy stone hallway with doors spaced at regular intervals. He walks down the unchanging hallway for a long time before opening one of the doors into a grim stone walled chamber. Rand finds a man in dark clothing with a mouth and eyes of flame. Rand hurls himself out of the room across the hallway and into another room, identical to the first with the same man there waiting for him, Baalzamon. Rand is frightened and tells Balzaman that he is bound um, in, in Shale Ghoul. Balzaman says that he has never been bound, um, that he was with Luce Theron Kinslayer when he killed everyone he cared for, and that he whispered in Arter Hawkwing's ear, and Aes Sedai died. He whispered again, and the High King... Uh, sent his armies across the Arth Ocean, dooming his dream of one land and one king. Baalzaman says that he could control those men. What chance does Rand have? Rand insists that he is dreaming. Baalzaman curves his fingers and breaks a rat's back, then tries to break Rand's back to prove uh, to him that he is not dreaming. Rand awakes and finds Lan and Tom asleep. Rand worries, or I'm sorry, wonders if Moraine can help him with the dreams and if he can trust her. Slowly, sleep comes back over him. So, this dream, um, this happens a lot, right? The dreams are important, and there's an it, it, it they're real. They're not just dreams. This this is the thing, and I think I want people to pay special because sometimes when I first read this, I was like, oh, he's having a dream, whatever. Like, right? I know I know that dreams are important, but I think it's not really happening in the real world. No. There's something extra special about the dream world. So I want folks to kind of remember that. And um, at first, they they don't trust Moraine, so they're not going to go to Moraine and really have her kind of explain any of this um, to them. And so Rand is not the only one who has this dream, by the way. I'm focused on Rand, but um, Matt and Perrin also have this dream. Mm -hmm. And they are freaked out, right? So um, we know ba we know Baalzaman uh, as the name of like the dark one, and yeah. this is going to get a little tricky later on. But for right now, yeah, this is the big bad guy, and it seems like he said here that over like he was there with Luce Theron. He says that he was never truly bound, um, and that he has been influencing, you know, Arter Hawkwing and, and and other you know great lords or Aes Sedai or whatever from time to time. And there's a lot of theories on on how he does this and what's going on. Uh, but he is trying to get Rand to serve him, essentially. So, I mean, I don't know any like just um, you know thoughts with that. I mean, like like you're when you first sort of read this. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just it's interesting because it just seems like again, you know, last week our our main kind of point was there's something special about Rand, mm -hmm. and now it's starting to seem like well, maybe there's something special about Rand and Matt. And mm -hmm. Perrin and yeah. Egwene, man, that right. they're all you know the the pattern, right? And they're why are all th why are all four of these people experiencing pretty significant? I mean, you know, six months ago they were just kids in a small village. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Now we're now we're seeing you know dark ones and using the one power, and I mean it's it's it is certainly uh interesting as we go forward so yeah. certainly it's it's starting beginning to seem a lot more to than like there's there's something big going on yeah 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 for sure um 
Well, and so here's, as I said, they all have a similar dream. One thing that's important, and I just want to point this out for some foreshadowing here. In the dream, at first, Balzaman seems to kind of, um, I mean, you know, he notes that, like, Rand seems thirsty. And he tells mm-hmm. him to drink. He points to a goblet on the, on the table. Um, you know, Rand keeps saying, this is a dream. It has to be. Um, but his mouth did feel like dust. Uh, he says, I am a little. The man leaned forward intently. One hand on the back of a chair, watching him. So you can see, like this, balls mm-hmm. leaning forward, like, "Oh, you're you are thirsty." Uh, the smell of spi- spiced wine drove home to Rand just how thirsty he was, as if he had nothing to drink in days. Have I? Uh, with the wine halfway to his mouth, he stopped. Whispers of smoke. I'm sorry. Yeah, whisper. Yeah, wisp of smoke were rising from the uh, chair back between the man's fingers, and those eyes watched him so sharply, flicker- flickering uh, rapidly in and out of flames. Rand licked his lips and put the wine back on the table, untasted. I'm not, th- I'm not as thirsty as I thought. Mm-hmm. The man straightened abruptly, his face without expression. His disappointment could not have been more plain um, than if he had cursed. Rand wondered what was in that wine. But that was a stupid question. Of course, this was all a dream. Then why won't it stop? What do you want? He, 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 he demanded. Who are you? And at this point, he gets pissed. You know, Balsamon yep. is just pissed. Yep. And he starts saying, like, you know, that uh, you can't hide forever. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. where you go. You cannot hide from me. I will find you. Um, and so you're just sort of like, what was going on there? Be careful. Yeah, not, not in the highest mountain or in the deepest cave. Yeah, yeah. And so it's sort of like, you know, he wants him to be careful. I mean, he warns him. Uh, let me see here. Let's see. Yeah, he goes on to question all sorts of things, like wondering basically why he is on the quest that he's on. You know, are, are you expecting glory, power? Um, did they tell you? Did they tell you the eye of the world would serve you? What glory or power is there for a puppet? The strings that move you have been centuries weaving. Your father was chosen by the White Tower, like a stallion roped. Uh, and led to his business. Your mother was no more uh, than a broodmare to their plans, and those plans lead to your death. So he's kind of he's trying to let him know that the Aes Sedai mm-hmm. have you. you you're mm-hmm. you're with them now, and and they've got you tied up like crazy, you know. So he actually, it's very important that the section I just read there is very important later on. So yeah, perhaps he, you are the one. Little good it will do you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, so they just go back and forth in, in this in this arguing, and um, you know, Rand just sort of keeps denying him. He he kind of can't believe, you know, that he's in this dream. But but if this is the dark one, he says to him, "You are bound in Sheogul, you and all the Forsaken, bound by the Creator until the end of time." The end of time, Balsamon mocked. You have lived like a beetle under a rock, and you think your slime uh, is the universe. The death of time will bring me power such as you could not dream of. You are bound. So he keeps saying over and over, you're bound. And mm-hmm. he believes that he is bound to Sheol Ghul, this place. And that you, not only just Balsamon, but the Forsaken. So we get this reference to the Forsaken. Who the heck are they? And I can't wait to talk more about them. Um, but uh, yeah, and he says, fool, I've never been bound. And this is when he gets into... Um, how many times he has he's, he has influenced the world, mm-hmm. and yeah, I stood as yeah. uh, I said at loose there in Kinslayer shoulder when he did the deed the deed that named him. Mm-hmm. I was the it was me, it was I who told him to kill his wife and his children, <laughs> uh. <laughs> and then it was it was I was the one who gave him the moment of sanity to know what he had done. 
Mm-hmm. So now, if you remember back to the prologue, we read about that character, it, the, the one who gave him the sanity. So now you have to ask yourself, like, you know, that was the betrayer of hope. Mm-hmm. And is this is this the same person who's showing up in a dream? Mm-hmm. Um, or is this the, you know, because the betrayer of hope was was someone who said that he served the dark one. He was a servant to the dark one. And this person mm-hmm. is is kind of coming at Rand, you know, with flames in his eyes and 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 just sort of this, um, I don't know, this this darkness. Like there's when he opens his mouth, you can see flames coming from it as well. Um, and it, he seems like the dark one, if you will. So, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, um, it's great. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. So he eventually kind of gets himself out of this. I'm um, just saying over and over, this is a dream. You're going to wake up, etc. Um, yeah, and so so eventually he gets he gets out of it, and he'll talk to his friends later. Um, so that was one big point, and it's just sort of pay attention to the dreams, and mm-hmm. and really you know um, like everything that was that was a long dream sequence. Yeah, and you learn about the histories, you learn about this who they're fighting, and maybe the person who's seeking Rand and and Matt and Perrin. Um, and they'll kind of compare their notes later as to like, did you hear this? Did he say that? What's going on? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, you know, it's fascinating. So, okay. Um, uh, okay. All right. Next, uh, we're gonna talk a little about men. Chapter 15. Yeah. yeah. Just, just briefly. So men and the white cloaks are actually going to be our, our extended edition, uh, portion here, but I do want to, uh, mention this. Let's see. Where do I have her at here? There she is. Okay. So this is uh, just a bit here. Uh, we I had said earlier in the reading of the, of, the, of the summary just that like you know they see men. He he sees her before he has the dream, and she's talking to him to to Moraine, and Moraine is pointing down at him, and you know she nods. We don't know what that means, but here we are. Um. So you are Rand, aren't you? She went on. My name is Min. I'm not in trouble, he said. He did not know what Moraine <laughs> had told her, but he remembered Land's, um, you know, uh, that that the, oh, yeah, that he should not attract any notice or draw any attention to himself. What makes you think I'm I'm in trouble? The Two Rivers is a quiet place, and we're all quiet people. Um, no place for trouble unless it has to do with the crops or or sheep. Quiet men with a faint smile. I've heard men talk about you two. To you two river folks. I've heard the jokes um, about uh, wooden-headed sheep herders. Uh, and then there are men who have actually been down country. Wooden-headed, Rand said, frowning. What jokes? The ones, you know, she went on, as if um, he had not spoken. Uh, say you walk around all smiles and politeness, uh, just as meek and soft as butter, on the surface anyway. Underneath, they say, you're all as tough as old oak roots prod too hard they say and you dig up stone but the stone isn't buried very deep in you uh, or in your friends it's as if a storm has scorched away almost all the coverings moraine didn't tell me anything um but i see what i see and so she sees what she sees and so we're going to get into men being a a seer and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know you, you kind of saw here that um let's see how she puts it uh, let's see. What makes you think Mistress Alice um, has another name? So first he's kind of shocked that she knows Moraine's name because Master Finch and others don't know it. Um, and, you know, Minda says, because she told me. Um, you know, not that she had a choice, I suppose. I saw 
Um, I saw she was different right away when she stopped here before on her way down country. She knew about me. I've talked to others like her before. Um, saw, Rand said. Well, I don't suppose you'll go running to the children, not considering who your traveling companions are. The White Cloaks wouldn't like what I do any more um, than they like what, what she does. And actually, so when you go back to like Master Finch kind of saying that they believed an Aes Sedai was in Berlon, it makes me sometimes think they thought it was men. Like they didn't, maybe maybe some people knew about men and there were some whispers and rumors and it got to the White Cloaks and they were looking for men because, you know, Moraine had come through there though before. So, so there's that. Um, okay. And so let's see. Uh, Rand says, I don't understand. She says, I, um, she says, I see pieces of the pattern. Min gave a little laugh and shook her head. Sounds too grand to me. I just see things when I look at people and sometimes I know what they mean. I look at a man and a woman who have never even talked to one another and I know they'll marry and they do. That sort of thing. She wanted me to look at you, all of you together. Rand shivered. What did you see? When you're all in a group, sparks swirling around you, thousands of them, and a big shadow, darker than midnight, it's so strong, I almost wonder why everyone can't see it. The sparks are trying to fill the shadow, and the shadow is trying to swallow the sparks. She shrugged. You are all tied together in something dangerous, but I can't make... I can't make any more of it. Of I mean, it, think yeah. about that right there. Like, you know, we, we've been there's something special. Something's going on here. They're all tied together and there's a darkness and, you know, sparks or light is trying to combat the darkness. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, let me go on just a little bit more here. Yeah. Where they start talking about talking about Egwene. Yeah. So um, all of us ran muttered Egwene, too, but they weren't after. I mean, men did not seem to notice his slip. The girl, she's a part of it. And the Gleeman, all of you. You're in love with her. He stared at her. I can tell that even without seeing any images, she loves you too, but she's not for you, or you for her, not the way you both want. What's that supposed to mean? When I look at her, I see the same as when I look at Mistress Alice. Other things, things I don't understand too, but I know what that means. She won't refuse it. So she's talking about like her calling to be an ice and I to be an ice and I, yeah, yeah. Um, Rand says this is all foolishness. Um, so he's getting a little pissed, right? Because this is his girl, and yeah. he's just like things. This is the life that he saw, and everyone else saw for him, and it's just you know disappearing right in front of his eyes. Um, let's see. He wanted to get away from this girl and the things she saw, and yet, what do you see when you look at the rest of us? All sorts of things, Min said with a grin, as if she knew what he really wanted to ask. The war, uh, Master Andra, has seven ruined towers around his head, and a babe in a cradle holding a sword. And she she shook her head. Uh, Men like him, you understand, uh, always have so many images. They they crowd one another. The strongest images around the Gleeman are a man, not him, juggling fire, and the white tower... And that doesn't make any sense at all for a man. The strongest things I see about the big curly-haired fellow are a wolf and a broken crown and trees flowering all around him. And the other one, a red eagle, an eye on a balance scale, a dagger with a ruby, a horn, and a laughing face. There are other things 
but you see what I mean. This time I can't make up or down um, what any of it means. She waited, then still grinning, until he finally cleared his throat and asked, What about me? Her grin stopped short of outright laughter. The same kind of things as the rest. A sword that isn't a sword. A golden crown of laurel leaves. A beggar's staff. You pouring water on sand. A bloody hand in a white hot iron. Three women standing over a funeral, a funeral pyre with you on it. Black rock wet with blood. Dude, I tell you what, right now, like, I... Yeah, I mean... I, <laughs> You clearly, know. clearly, we're gonna have to come back to a lot of this stuff as we progress throughout the series. Because yeah, yes, and see and, and see and see how much of it's true or, or whatever, and, and, and what what piece meant what right. later on in the stories. Right, I mean, it's clear as day that she's prophesying about things to come. And the reason I wanted to point it out, and we'll talk more about it later um, as we have more time. But like, the thing that's significant is that Robert Jordan knew he had this thing mapped out, dude. It was just, it's just so fascinating to see that he's basically telling us. And as you go through the story, you learn about all those different things. And it's just like, wow, he knew this from the get go. This yeah. man had this whole thing in his mind and, and gave us this Which great is good. world that and story. Way. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's that, cool. that's good. That, that way you don't have to deal with books never, you know, not coming out. <laughs> Although it seems like some, somewhere along the line, his journey took him down a path that added about five yeah. six books in the series yeah yeah but i mean it, it is a, a difference in style i mean he's someone who knew the end and really knew how everything was going to work up to that point sort of i mean it does evolve a little bit on him as you say but still really cool and so i think we'll leave that min conversation right there and and come back to to what she is seeing um whether it's fragments of the pattern or what have you but mm -hmm. really really cool stuff okay so, all right now, well I think, do you have the fade stuff pulled up um uh, that's the next big thing i think right yeah that is that is the that is the next big thing uh let me just pull it up here i my notes are uh pretty uh well in extensive ex here go ahead well yeah as you're pulling that up i'll uh i'll kind of talk a little bit about this so i mean they're being pursued and the the crazy you know some of the bits there with the with the white cloaks being in bear lawn there, there's all sorts of stirrings and they just they also something that's important to note here. Um, they they equate like Aes Sedai to being dark friends. I mean, they hate Aes Sedai. Mm -hmm. They don't like them. Uh, so they're looking for one, and you can see how Min and her powers would have been similar. If you didn't understand the workings, the the sort of like details, I guess, um, or inner workings of the Aes Sedai, you might think someone with Min's ability or talent would be an Aes Sedai, and and actually it's. I was wondering if that was something even you were going to ask, but like clearly she's she's young and she is talking to Moraine and she has talked to others like her and no one has taken her, you know, along mm -hmm. to the White Tower. So it's a different type of thing. Uh, it's not necessarily channeling. And so, yeah. Yeah. OK, so chapter 17 is when he's attacked by the Murdral or the Fade. Um, it's basically like he's just kind of walking along and the next thing you know it just like slams slams against him right up like a uh kind of in a hallway you know ran's back struck uh struck wood a wall or a door he could not make himself look around to see which 
Now that his feet had stopped, he could not make them start again. He shivered, watching the murderall slither nearer. His shaking grew harder with every slow stride. Speak, I say. Or um, from above the, uh, came a quick clatter of boots from the stairs of the wall. The murderall cut off, whirling. The cloaks hung st- uh, still. For an instant, the fade's head tilted as if the eyeless gaze could pierce the wooden wall. A sword appeared in the dead white hand. Blade as black as the cloak, the light in the hall seemed to grow dimmer in the presence of that blade. Um, you know, trembling, Rand knew that he was going to die. Uh, you belong to the great lord of the dark. The breathy uh, grating of the voice sounded like fingernails scratched across a slate. You are his. Um, and then Lan uh, shows up, leaps down from the last stairs, landing with a crash sword in hand. Uh, fade, he gasped. Um, it was. Abruptly, he remembered his sword with the murder all facing him. He had never thought of it. He fumbled the hair and marked Blade out now. Um, it, you know, it ran that way and then ran uh, and then um, Land kind of chases it down. But I mean, man, it's just kind of like, you know, we keep hearing about, oh, there's a fade chasing and there's a fade chasing. Him. And then the next thing mm-hmm. you know, boom, there you just get hit by it. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's sort of like, thank goodness, you know, Land is there. And it's like th- these when a fade shows up, I mean, in. And, and he's, you know, making his way to you. You are just petrified. I mean, you're just mm-hmm. sort of stuck there. And it takes I mean, so it, willpower to, yeah. to really move. It was, and, and, yeah. Yeah. It's just I just thought it, I just thought it was cool that, like, you know, we keep hearing about it, keep hearing about it. And then, boom, it just like, out, OK, there it is. Like kind of out of nowhere, it just catches him, like not really yeah. anticipating it at all. Right. So it's like it's like pay attention to the um, the shadows where these mm-hmm. things kind of linger and stuff and and look at how it you know slipped in here um also what's interesting you have to remember fades do look a little bit they're they're men they're eyeless men like there's this membrane that kind of covers their eyes and stuff and they're pale whatever but they are walking upright and they have hoods right. and so they they could walk into you know a town and be hooded you know be be cloaked and you maybe wouldn't know unless it lifted its head and you could see into its eyes and you'd be like, holy God, you would feel there's definitely something to shadow spawn. You had that that uh, presence. You kind of feel that there's an evil about. And so mm-hmm. that's another indicator that, that 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 a fade is nearby. And that's also what. So we just talked about Land's powers and the bond that he and he and um, Moraine have. One of the gifts that come with that bond is that he can sense shadow spawn when they are nearby. He can sense them. So mm-hmm. he was cued into something. He knew something was up. And he doesn't maybe know where Rand is exactly, although Moraine does because she had given him the coin, you know. So if he had a sense that something was going down, you know, he's he's on the lookout and, and uh, was able to kind of help help Rand out there. But, yeah, that was wild. And it really to end the whole thing, I mean, they now know at this point it's, it's a go It's time, time to go. Yeah, yeah it's, t- it's, it's time to go. And that's essentially what happens is is they leave. And so we thought that would be – that's why I thought we thought it was a good a good place to stop for our yeah segment yeah for sure so it's it's like they they've got to get out of there I mean um yeah they, they yeah there there's a whole bit too and we'll talk about it a little bit later but like Moraine's power you know and some of what she does as as they're on their way out of of Barillon, um compensating you know there's there, there's some other other cool stuff that we obviously you know, missed and, and maybe need to come back to, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And yeah. a fate. Are we ever going to be safe again? Not until we get to Tarvalin. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, let me let me just um let me just read here. So, yeah, we're never gonna be safe. No get to Tarva. That's true. Um, so they had decided to go. Let me see, because Nynaeve shows up, and one thing that I think we yes, need to she talk does. about yeah is that Nynaeve does show up. Um, and so you know they had this big conversation about what to do and and whether Nynaeve should go, and she's stubbornly trying to bring them back. So that needs to be mentioned as a plot point. And then I guess right here at the end, I'll just read. Some of this that, you know, when he walked towards the common room after Nynaeve had left, so Nynaeve then leaves, um, he wants to hear people laugh and he wants to forget uh, what the wisdom had said. You know, he enters this crowded room and he sees Tom performing the great hunt of the horn and he makes his way and sits down next to Perrin and Matt. This is a good little moment mm-hmm. where, um, you know, when we were coming up, even for the name of the podcast and stuff, and, you know, we're, we're, we're thinking about the, the great hunt for the Horn of Valir. And it's referenced all the time, and the heroes of the Horn are something that Tom, you know, talks about and everything. So, um, but yeah, he's performing all these different things. Finally, he exchanges his harp uh, with his flute, and uh, two men join him, and they, there's some, some dancing that goes down. This is a great little scene because you see the ice, you see Moraine down there and Nynaeve, almost like they're competing with each other, um, getting involved in this dance, which is kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, they, they clear the room for dancing. When Rand dances, he finds himself staring um, at a man with a scar crossing his whole face. He quickly looks away and wonders um, if he was insulted or if he has insulted the man. Rand then dances with Nynaeve, Moraine, Egwene before sitting down on the bench. Uh, towards midnight, Moraine and Egwene leave. Um, and after one dance, Nynaeve follows them. Lan, let's see. Yeah, let's move on down here. Um Let's see. The others then go to the rooms. Rand decides to get some milk. Uh, let's see. This is when the Fade walks towards him. Um, now, after that, yeah, they ride down the streets of Berlin alone. They're reaching the Camelin Gate. So they're about to hit the next chapter is the Camelin Road, right? Um, Lan wakes the watchman, pays him some money. They do their thing. Um, yeah. They tell, let's see, they tell them that there's a drag car that's been seen flying over the town. Um, this is where the White Cloaks sort of notice Rand, and I just wanted to point this out because he has a, Rand, Perrin, and Matt sort of have this, these run-ins with the White Cloaks who are looking for dark friends. And anyone who seems interesting and not just going about their mundane, you know, lives and stuff, and they're traveling with mysterious people, they look like country folk, but like Moraine and Land don't. Um, they look suspicious, and so they get recognized. And this is when Moraine sort of uses her powers and um, scares the freaking daylights out of, <laughs> you know, out, out of, out of people uh, and, and is able to get through. And um, she actually ends up then sending a bunch of gold back to Master Finch because his inn gets burnt down. The stag and lion gets burnt down. And she and Nynaeve get in a huge fight about you know, trying to help everyone. Why don't we go back and heal those people and try to help them? And this is where Moraine sort of draws a line in the sand and says, you know, it's it's bigger than that. What we're doing is bigger than this. And I will mm-hmm. send aid and money and help and do what I can. But right now, the most important thing is to get as far away from here as we can and continue on with the quest. You know, it is like we we are we have been close to being caught several times like keep up Nynaeve let's go and really Nynaeve just it from her scope from her lens she doesn't know all this stuff she's just trying to protect these kids and she feels that's her job um as the wisdom and she's come after them and yeah so that's really where we kind of leave this whole thing and head into this next uh batch of chapters so yeah 
So next yeah. time, when, next time we're doing chapters eighteen through twenty six. So, yes. okay. Yep. As yep. We, absolutely. As, so okay. All right. Well, uh, we have a a message here. I still don't think we've. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> we still, still don't know it, communication. You know, yeah, it's right. we we looked. I mean, if somebody knows, right? You know, in is it in hyperspace? We got transmissions and bend the knee. Right. We got ravens. I don't really know how it is that they send that they communication. They send communication, yeah. yeah. Yeah, someone let us know. Someone who's a, who's like a you know an experienced listener or, or I'm sorry, reader or what have you. Um, I was thinking Teleron Riyadh just in like you know Perfect. sending messages and stuff. So who knows? But anyways, here we go. Yeah, this is um this is from uh, K Sedai of the Blue Aja. Okay. Perfect. Uh, one of our patrons says, "Hello, sirs. I discovered BTK around the end of season eight and have been following the uh, A Song of Ice and Fire reread with you guys ever since." I love the respect you guys give to your community, and I enjoy listening to you guys talk about these amazing fandoms. The Wheel of Time is a series I've avoided for so long because I knew it was going to be a huge undertaking. Uh, With two young kids and a full-time job with crazy hours, I was afraid it would be too much. But as soon as I heard you guys were doing it, I knew it was time. Um, I've just started The Great Hunt, and I'm loving the series so far. I love that this is going to be a relatively spoiler-free podcast and that I get to listen and react to the books alongside Sir Matt. Um, I think, yeah, I think this will um, this will also be a great help to keep things straight for a first-time read-through. So since I'm supposed to pick an Aja, all right, so she's uh, one of our Aes Sedai, um, she, goes, she went with uh, Blue for now, although she would like to reserve the right to maybe change it later as we learn more. So, you know, if you're getting into it and you yeah, say, you know what, I'm going to switch it up, that's fine. We make the rules here, okay? Right. So it doesn't matter. You want to change it, you change it. Um, yeah. And and really, I think a lot of people are attracted to the blues because out the gate, you meet Moraine. Right. And Moraine's That's what she cool. says here. Yeah, she's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyways, thank you guys for keeping me company during my crazy drive around uh, DFW on the way. Dallas, Dallas Fort Worth area gotcha um on the way to work and dropping off slash picking up my kids it has also um it's also great it's a great way to unwind after a crazy day in the pharmacy um with the hard work and love you guys put into your podcast i'm happy to be supporting y'all on patreon keep up the amazing work case and i all right perfect wow did i do that right i believe so from what i from what i can see yes yes you did yeah so it's your name and then sadai right so we have moraine sadai Yes. Perfect. And then Case and I here now. So that's cool. Really cool. And if you want to, um, any of our patrons who are on, um, who have signed up or whatever, send us a message that we, mm-hmm. we read those on the show. Yes, uh, we do. Send us an email too, and we will we will kind of incorporate that. Like I said, the discussion threads and the polls are there for you guys to check out. A lot of fun, a lot of free stuff there for you to go, um, you know, look into. So, all right. All right, Sir Matt, here we go. So, um, the gift of yeah. foretelling, man. Let me do you see. have it. <laughs> let me see here. I don't even remember what I said last time. Um, well, I, I put it in here. Matt predicts that Rand and Egwene will hook up. Well, I, I don't I, think I'm, that's. I'm I think I was. I don't think I was wrong. I think that. you're wrong. <laughs> that does not. Uh, that does not seem to be. Well, we the don't case. know yet. I mean, we don't know. All you we know is know, that man, men. It's, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. man, men. It seems pretty cool so far. I'm. I'm really. Uh, she might be. It's you know I like a Gwen too and so 
um, man, it's just the, the cast of characters just continues to grow. So, I mean, next time, so we're about to leave. We're about to go on the Camelin Road um, as we continue our journey. So if I have to pick something that's going to happen in the next handful of chapters, um, just where I think we're going, man, it, it seems to me like wherever it is we end up next is I think we're going to learn a lot more about um, Matt uh, Perrin and Rand. Um, okay. it's, cer- it's certainly, I mean, it certainly seems like, you know, there is something special about, uh, these three, obviously Egwene is, is, is part of that too. But, um, I think we're going to get in these next few, um, as we've been now been attacked by some dark creatures and, and things like that. I think that we're going to uncover, uh, some, some sort of significant piece of, of backstory or a backstory to them. To, to those three characters. So we're going to get yes. some backstory on them. Okay. Okay. All right, Which I, like I know that. is like, I know it's like, well, what? that seems pretty obvious. It's like, well, I mean, I, 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 I don't well, know. I mean, it's not like we're right heading now. into it. It's not like it's not like right now we're heading into a big battle or something where I can say like this character will die or or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah, kind of depends I, on where just kind of depends on where we stop. No, that's fine. I'm going to ask you a follow up question too. any 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 thoughts on Nynaeve? going forward yeah you know i thought i did think it was cool earlier when uh when she shows up and and, and she's dancing and ran and ran and, and the boys are talking about like well you know like uh yeah you know and so i i did i did think that was cool um yeah you know i could see her um trying to uh take them back right like she's you know like trying to trying to take them back um but yeah, I I don't know yet. She just showed up, so I, I I don't I don't know exactly. I certainly don't think her and Moraine are going to be um, philosophically agreeing on things. So I do think she and Egwene or not Egwene, excuse me, Moraine will get into a little bit, especially mm-hmm. um, with Moraine already starting to train Egwene. Right, so we got Nynaeve, mm-hmm. Moraine, and Egwene. Um, yeah. And so I think there there's going to definitely be kind of a power struggle there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like that. I'm going to write that down. All right. All right. Hey, th- th- hold me hold me to it. I, I think I was – I mean, Rand and Egwene could still hook up, but I, I don't know, man. Now it seems a little – seems certainly a little less likely, so – yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, cool. I am keeping track of the predictions here on the doc. I'm going to save these because I think this is fun. Uh, and I want to kind of see, you know, uh, yeah, just kind of cool. It's cool to think about this because, dude, I'll tell you what, we're going to have to keep track of it because I am telling you stuff gets out of control when right. characters start to kind of, you know, we, we form a big band here in the beginning, a big, mm-hmm. you know, group of people. But then, you know, how oh, as, does. As, oh, as, as it goes, everyone's going to be split mm-hmm. up and all over the place. And Yep, yep. So, yeah, so okay, awesome. Well, that that is cool. So, yeah, there's our uh, gift of foretelling. We'll kind of keep checking in on Sir Matt there. But, um, time to answer the call real quick before we say fare- farewell. Um, uh, be sure to follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook at the Horn of Valir. Uh, we do, I do try to you know post some pictures and some updates there. Um, I think a lot of my just engagement because we do different projects and stuff, uh, for this podcast will be just on patreon i'm trying to streamline sort of like where i go to communicate with people and i've been putting you know posting discussion threads and stuff there um but also if you're interested in a facebook group please let me know we have not started one yet um kind of just waiting to see how people feel about it and we may start one now sir matt is not allowed in it 
I'm uh, not because I am. There'll, I am be, there'll be too many. There'll too many, be too many spoilers. People will. <laughs> I and I want it to be. I kind of want it to be. You know, I don't really know yet. I mean, I'm tr- trying to gauge like how many people do we have? It's their first read. How many people is it? Their you know, um, this is their tenth read. That's that's mm-hmm. the sort of the thing because I want there to be a little something for everybody. So, exactly, yeah. and we and yeah. we want we certainly want people, and this is kind of where where As is doing some of this stuff on Patreon, where he can he can people have theories. What do you think about this that happens in book ten, and does it relate to something mm-hmm. in book you know four? I I don't know, uh, but As does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we we can talk like there can we can do spoiler threads. There's a community tab we can get on there. You can DM mm-hmm. me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got you know questions or thoughts, you want to go back and forth on something. I mean, definitely hit us up because I would love to engage and talk more with people. And I'm actually I've even been working on a, um, a couple of different you know possible collaborations with people who have read the series and who are other you know content creators out there. So I, I'm looking forward to, to some of those conversations that will will be um, airing as well. So Absolutely. yeah, just a lot, a lot of fun stuff. And and also too, I mean I. Uh, the again the, the the rewards and stuff we have on Patreon are pretty solid. I hope you guys enjoy those, and we're going to be, you know, getting that uh, stuff out to you because we're about to flip off here and just, uh, you know, record our extended edition and keep the conversation going. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, all right, guys. Well, we want to thank you for answering the call. In our next episode, we will be discussing the Eye of the World chapters eighteen through twenty-six. Uh, in our extended edition on Patreon, we will be to cover, we will be covering uh, Shadar Logoth. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a message at thehornofvalier at gmail.com. We will see you February 1st, and remember that the grave is no bar to our call. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.